You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire. Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are those of Dave and his valued guests and are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening. Laughter is contagious. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. Saturday morning, and it's... Uh... It's actually a beautiful day outside, so let's talk about our show today. This is one of the most full, I don't know how to describe it, this show has got so many different people coming on, it's unbelievable. It's it's as many people as we can get on, as we can get on, (laughs) if that makes sense. You need a shoehorn? I can get, get you a shoehorn. Maybe we can squeeze someone else in here, Dave. Uh, no, and we still have to get on the show too. So. We do too. We got a lot of things to talk about. Our first uh, first guy on today is going to be OPP Car Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. We're going to talk about um, what do you, what happens now, upcoming winter season, and what what do you do when you get stuck on the side of the road? How, who's going to help you, and how do you how do you get that help? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting conversation. Joey Gagne is going to join us. We're going to talk about his auction, which seems to be really developing into a great auction. Uh, I was just checking it out this morning, and they've got some really nice cars. So maybe people are giving them cars on assignment, or who, who knows? But there's just good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Really interesting stuff. Trevor Hutchison. Crown Prince, we're not allowed to say that, but we do anyways, uh, from Crown. And we're going to talk about how business actually is. They're, they are busy, and uh, we're going to talk about some alternatives that they're going to offer. And Dave McLean, if you don't remember that name, Canadian International Auto Show. We, they're actually coming back in February, and we're going to talk about how the auto show business is and is developing, those who are involved and those who have stepped back and what the effects are. So we really have a full, full, full plate. Uh, so that's it. How was your week this week? I was quite busy. You know, people are coming in, getting their winter tires, and uh, which is a good thing to do, at least getting the cars winterized. You know, there are some people that, that, that don't do winter tires, um, and we're going to talk about that with Kerry Schmidt after the break. Um but I, I think at least get your car checked out. Because, in fact, we had one fellow today or yesterday where I said, you know what, uh, your winter tires are worn so bad, I think you should leave your all-seasons on for the moment because uh, they're, 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 the winter tire is not going to be advantageous at all. So mm-hmm. you do want to check them. And for a couple of different reasons. For number one, of course, the tread depth to make sure that uh, – you know, you've got enough rubber there, but you've got to look at the composition of the tire to find out if it's holding up because I've seen a lot, even with the, the, the top-tier tires, the rubber tends to crack and, and, and separate after a period of time. An age, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So like a, like a jug of milk, you know, it's got a best-before date on it, and you don't want it to go rotten. 
You know what I noticed too is our driving habits have changed. I was reading uh, uh, McDonald's uh, article this morning in the Toronto Star. Uh-huh. Norris Norris is writing that he doesn't even drive downtown anymore, and he's right. I don't either. I only go to the hospital for checkups and stuff, but uh, other than that, I I hate going downtown. Was it primarily because of COVID or just what? No, the traffic is nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get anywhere. Everywhere is construction. Uh, they've closed off certain streets. It's it's just, and there's no place to leave the car once you get where you want to go. Yeah, they exactly. They put buildings up where all the parking lots used to be. It's true. It's absolutely true. Okay, so let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Kerry Schmidt from the OPP. And we're talking about winter driving, uh, what you should be doing, and uh, who's going to help you when you're in trouble. I forgot to tell you, Dave, I jammed this week. Guess what song we did? They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. There you go. I love that. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back right after this break. All right, we're back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman, and with me is Dave Renninger, and we've been pulled over to the side of the road by Officer Kerry Schmidt. Kerry, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm pulled over on the side of the road myself, actually, but not because of police. Do they still call it a, a what was that, cherry top? Cherry, well, yeah, back in the days, we had that little, uh, the single red big bubble rotating beacon up on the roof. Yeah, is that what you call it? I don't know. That's before my time. Sorry, my friends. <laughs> oh, come on. As a teenager, you weren't worried about seeing one of those flashing in your back mirror? No, hey, I was a good guy. Come on. What do you, what do you, think here? Um, you What's your sordid past all about? How many times did you see those red cherries behind you? I got to take the fifth on that, and I'm going to pass it over to Dave. <laughs> Dave? So we're coming up to winter, obviously, and uh, the, the question is you get stuck in the side of the road. Um, what do you do? Who do you call for help? Is it Star OPP? Absolutely. You know what? Sure. Well, if you're involved in a wreck, if you're involved uh, in a in a hazardous situation, if you're blocking a highway or blocking a lane in a in a dangerous spot, call nine one one. Like there there's uh, differences. If you're if you're just stuck in uh, stuck in a snowbank on your street and you need a tow truck, well, you know you can call your own tow truck and then find uh, your neighborhood uh, friend. But you have rights, and if you get uh, solicited. A Especially on the 400 series highways, the provincial highways, which I'm sitting on right now. I see snow on the shoulders here and cars go in the ditch. If you need a tow truck, um, you can call Star OVP, 911 emergency, or them locally. But be very informed as to your rights because you do not need to take the first tow truck that comes your way if they solicit you because that in and of itself is illegal. They cannot solicit your business uh, at a, at a crashing, which we see all, all too often. And they participate, some tow trucks participate in unsavory type practices, forcing you to sign, which you are required to give them permission. But sometimes in the stress of everything, they will force you to sign something saying, hey, I'll just tow your vehicle, not realizing you're actually signing a work order for uh, uh, for repairs, and all of a sudden yeah. your car is ripped apart in some garage, which you did not approve. So, Kerry, uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say in September the OPP enhanced a new public safety uh, program where yeah. you actually approved tow truck operators to work for the OPP. 
Well, they don't actually work for us, but we are going to be reviewing and vetting them to make sure they're uh, uh, on the up and up and that they will provide a, uh, a reasonable and a safe and, and uh, responsible service to people. That program starts on January 1st, and uh, we're still working on the process of reviewing and approving uh, tow trucks. Now, a person can still call any tow truck they want, but if we are stopping you and we require a tow truck because you were a stunt driver, because you were drunk, or because you're in the hospital and we need to get a tow truck, we will only use tow trucks that we have vetted, approved, and have confidence in. So, um, you know, we've had issues in the past uh, with, uh, with tow operators, uh, you know, being deceitful in their practices. And uh, sadly, I will admit, we have had officers that have been uh, less than uh, professional as well. So this is going to hopefully make this the process safer, more responsible, and, and confident for everybody using it. So, yeah, you can still call Star OPP. Again, in an emergency, call 911, but call your insurance company if you have time and call your own tow truck. Then you can make those arrangements and you know what you're getting yourself into. You know, speaking of being stuck on the side of the road or, or, or on the road because of a collision or a flat tire, I think people have to realize that, you know, forgetting about, a lot of times they forget, they don't want to move it because they think there's a police officer going to come and they're going to look at where the cars are and, and try to, you know, place the guilt on someone. But yep. if your car is mobile, you got to get it off the live lane, correct? Absolutely. You know, if, if you're involved in a right, hey, take a picture or whatever you want, but just get off the highway. We can look at the damage. You know, if, if the damage is on your, re, on your back bumper and the other vehicle's uh, damage is on the front bumper, well, I'm pretty sure that that vehicle hit you from behind. You know, unless you were backing up. So, you are a rocket scientist. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hey, I can figure that out. I don't know about you guys, how much gas fumes you've had in the shop there, but, but that makes sense to me. Does it make sense for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can move your vehicles off. Be safe. That's, it. That's our primary responsibility is making sure that no one gets hurt, and, and certainly no one gets hurt after the fact because of a secondary crash, and we have seen that far too often. Stay in your vehicle if there's traffic zipping by you because uh, as a pedestrian and you get clipped, that's it. You're done. If you're still in your car, keep your ignition on. Whatever lights still work, keep them on, keep them flashing. And uh, and if you do get hit again, uh, your airbags will still deploy, but only if your ignition is turned on. Oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, you know what yeah. I saw was people standing between the cars chatting you know, like the the one that got hit and the the one that hit him, and they're standing between these two cars. And I'm thinking, what happens if somebody nails the car again? Oh, I'm sure you've seen dash cams of that happening. And even when troopers and police officers are conducting investigations, tow truck drivers are vulnerable when they're lying on the ground underneath a car. If they get hit from behind, uh, or their tow truck gets hit, it's going to crush the person or anybody who's in between that. Mm. So slow down and move over when you see flashing lights. Gary, I know you know we're just coming out of COVID, hopefully, but but the ride program is back on, eh? Is that right? Yeah, absolutely, it sure is. Well, we we do ride all the all through the year, but now through the festive season, we really want to amp up uh, the public awareness and let them know how they can help us as well. And uh, yeah, we're doing ride checks. First, uh, first of the morning, 6 a.m., people thinking they're doing the right thing by sleeping over at a buddy's house, not realizing that they're still drunk in the morning. I, you know, a lot of people, too, have, have switched or, or thinking that marijuana is okay to use rather than alcohol. But, but you have the ability to tell if someone's impaired by that as well, do you not? 
what we do use these physical rec, uh, physical coordination skill uh, tests, the standard field sobriety test. We have drug recognition evaluations that happen by these experts, officers, and they can tell if you're on marijuana, cannabis, uh, cocaine, uh, prescription drugs. If you're on a depressant or a stimulant, uh, and if you're impaired, uh, that's the same penalty. As if you're impaired by a drug. Same penalties, you're impaired by alcohol. 90-day license suspension, vehicle impoundment, criminal charges, increased insurance premiums, and then they're going to come to your shop and have you uh, install an interlock device when you're convicted. Oh, wow. Dave told me they just uh, open up a pizza box, and if you grab the pizza box too quick, then obviously, you know, you, you got the munchies. You're impaired. <laughs> Is that the test? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that on, on some uh, comedy show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, how are you, right? <laughs> it's either that or a Mars bar. I can't kind of decide. Yeah, you know? yeah. Chocolate pizza. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Thank you, Vicari Schmidt, for joining us. Uh, Star OPP, if you got an issue, if you're broke down, they can help. Right after the break, we're going to be talking to Joey Gagne from Abrams Towing, speaking of tow trucks, to find out what's going on at their auction, which is coming up very soon. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You know, you may have heard that uh, because of chip shortages, there's not a, lot of, lot, not a whole lot of new cars around. That was hard to say. Uh, but there are used cars that are out there, and they're available. And if you're handy at all, you may want to be checking out the Abrams Towing Auction, which is coming up. Dave, take it away. Well, I was going to say that I actually used Abrams Towing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're moving um, our hobby shop up to the cottage so we're bu building a shop at the cottage mm -hmm. and i had to move the hoist and i had to move my old ferrari and uh, abrams did both they flatbedded the ferrari and they flatbedded the hoist and helped unload it and uh, it wasn't very expensive at all and it actually worked out quite fine good nice good and nice people so you they paid they were friendly helpful it was just a great experience and you, and you paid the bill and you claimed your car I haven't done any of these yet. <laughs> oh, you're that good a friend. He didn't bill you, Joey. Not a lot <laughs> I paid of people. The bill, but that's all I did. Not a lot of people do retrieve their vehicles. Is that what you get primarily? <laughs> yeah, we get a lot. Of, how are you doing today, guys? Excellent. Yourself? Good morning, Joey. We're we're terrific. I'm great. Uh, yeah, we get we get some people that don't reclaim their cars, and that's where the auction comes in. Mm -hmm. And you've so got Joey, one coming up. Yeah, we have an auction uh, usually every two weeks. Uh, the next auction's on Tuesday, the twenty-third, mm -hmm. and we've got a lot of uh, a lot of good uh, inventory this week. You got some beautiful inventory. I mean, we got two thousand and nineteen vehicles: a Ford Hybrid, Ford Fusion Hybrid, two thousand and nineteen, two thousand and fifteen Chrysler two hundred, Volkswagen Jetta. Even got a Ford F one fifty pickup truck with a quad cap on it. I mean, he's got nice stuff. I mean, and there's a lack of used cars, so purchase something here, get it uh, fixed up, and away you go. Yeah, we 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 have we have decent inventory, really decent inventory this week, and we've we've uh, it's a great place to to buy a a starter vehicle or a fixer up or all these these vehicles uh, need something, but they all are. Uh, you know they're 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 very reasonably priced. I mean the, the uh, you bid your price. It's an auction, obviously, and uh, there's lots of interesting product. And we also sell some uh, tires and stuff like that in in the auction as well. So, and if anybody's looking for winter tires, there's some of that in there as well. And uh, and the following auction will have some snowmobiles and a few other few other items. So it's uh, 
easy to bid, and uh, there's uh, lots of different products. If you like Fords or Chryslers or uh, Jeeps or uh, Hondas or, or Volkswagens, there's there's all different types of products. So, Abel, and here's one for you: eighty-one Pontiac Parisienne. <laughs> Eight, it shows eighty-one thousand. No way! It didn't make them till <laughs> then. But it's and it's not in bad shape. I mean, it needs it needs a paint job, but other than that, it looks great. Joey, if I go to the website abramsauctions.ca, uh, you have listings, you have pictures. Do you have a, a you know an idea, or could, do you have on there whether it's a runner or it doesn't? Yeah, there's details on the on uh, uh, of every vehicle. There, uh, uh, the details that we know of the vehicles, because obviously we don't know the vehicles prior to us receiving them. Right. Um, but we, we know what we can visually see and what we can tell by, uh, so some vehicles we have keys and, and we can start them. Some vehicles we don't like the, the 81, uh, um, oh, yeah. it actually says there's no keys, but we did start the car. So I, I, I know that it runs, so we must have a set of keys. So that, that's actually a mistake on the auction. Uh, but that car, we actually, one of our guys kept that car because uh, we were originally going to use it in a smash-up derby, so it's got an interesting history. And uh, um, <laughs> uh, there's, uh, like I said, there's all different types of products. I, I drove the 06 Land Rover yesterday. It was uh, it's a very interesting car. It's kind of a unique car in really nice shape. So, yeah, there's details of the vehicles. They all have, uh, you know, their own little uh, quirks, but they're all... Uh, they're all vehicles that we believe that uh, you know somebody might be interested in. So is it always as is? In other words, you know, I, I picked up the car, I get it home, uh, you know, I boost it, I get it running, and then I find out it's got no transmission. Or, or is it buyer beware kind of thing? Yeah, it's definitely buyer beware. These are vehicles that we have not uh, had possession before, so we get the vehicles that are they're left behind for unclaimed debt. And uh, so we auction them off and to reclaim the debt. And so you definitely want to do as much due diligence as possible, which which is why we allow for people to come and do inspections between 10 and 6, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday on the day of the auction, mm-hmm. or the week of the auction. And uh, there's details in the, in the auction, on the auction site on each vehicle. But there's additional details that you can see. They'll find little things that you you'll find that you want to come and have a look at the vehicle. And we suggest everybody does. Our site has a spot where you can book an appointment to come in and have a look, so that you make sure that you're here uh, when someone's here to show you the vehicle. And uh, yeah, there's uh, there's lots of opportunities to do your due diligence, and we we encourage people to do that. What actually, you know, Joey. You give more information than is actually required. You get a vehicle report from UCDA. You get uh, a report from your company, which says, for example, engine light on, battery issue, driver's side door mirror needs has scratches and dents. I mean, it starts and drives. You're giving them as much information as you can, and I think that's really the right way of doing it. Yeah, we 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 you know we want to give as much disclosure as we possibly can and. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, we encourage people to do their own due diligence. Many people come to look at the vehicles. Uh, you know, they test drive some of them, uh, the ones that run, and uh, in around the yard on our property. Um, and, 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 you know, sometimes the people will come with their family or friends or, or a mechanic or whatever. 
So do, do you expect people to do the due diligence? But we obviously give as much information as we can we can find, and uh, and then we obviously give the UCDA uh, uh, report as well as we do a video of the vehicle so that uh, you can get a, you know a general idea before you you uh, spend your time coming out to look at the vehicle. Joe, we've got to run, but do you still have junkyard dogs there? Uh, we no, we have. I have a dog. <laughs> yeah. He comes to the pound occasionally, and he doesn't like to leave. But we have a number of cats, actually. <laughs> there you go. All cats. right, one eight hundred two six seven four five four five nine four, or you can check out AbramsAuction.ca. Joey, thank you very much. Hope the auction goes well for you. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thank you. <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be back with the. Can I say the Crown Prince, Dave? Yes, but I, I like that Joey's got watch cats. <laughs> watch cats. <laughs> Everything there is tickety-boo. All right, we'll be back right after this break. All right, we're back. And is it a good time of year to rust-proof your car? <laughs> it's always a good time of year. Trevor Hutchison, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Alan. Nice to be with you guys. But I understand you're busy. Uh, we we are busy. It's... Uh, uh, I was uh, talking with David earlier, Alan, and saying that in the you know 28 years I think I've been with Crown, I've never seen uh, a scenario like we're, we're we find ourselves in uh, this year with how booked up our shops are and how far out they've been booked, not just now but for the last two two and a half months. Wow, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say. It's a bad problem, right? <laughs> but in reality, we should be moving the, some of this business to the summer, uh, where the, where the product actually flows better and applies better. But everybody thinks winter's coming, and it's part of the process of getting ready for winter. There was something I wanted to read to you. The CAA has a magazine that comes out every quarter, and this is the winter edition. And the, one of the questions was, do I need rust-proofing? And their answer was, the only rust-proofing product that we recommend is Crown. So that's a big feather in your cap. Congratulations. Yeah, we, I tell you, this, the CA has been a, a tremendous advocate and, and uh, partner for, for consumers, obviously, for a long time. Um, what, what I thought was interesting was the reasoning why uh, they said they recommended Crown and doing rust protection. And because I think the, the second part, as you mentioned, of the question was, is it a scam? And, yeah. and they related it to uh, a couple of things, but they focused primarily on the brines that we put on the road in Ontario and the impact that they've noticed that that is having on vehicles. And one of the, one of the real challenges now uh, you know, and, and, you know, Alan sees this all the time is the impact that the brine has on component parts, on braking components. Um, it, it has really created a significant increase in vehicles breaking down from a, a body standpoint much earlier than they were. And so what happens is, is that as you were alluding to, is that when we get into times where the weather's warmer, uh, these these brines aren't like rock salt that you know kind of stay in a solid form. Once they liquefy, uh, they they attach to metal quite strongly. So the the CA was 
was very good because they didn't simply answer the question. They, they actually have done their own research amongst a number of not just companies, but really different types of products to look at what would, they would recommend to their consumers to protect their vehicles. You know, I just had a vehicle, I just had a lady in this week, as a matter of fact, that we had to go over a recall notification that she got that talked about the manufacturer happy to fix the the ABS brake issue on her vehicle, but the caveat there was that um, there are brake lines that are stuck between the gas tank and the floor, and if they happen to brake after the fact, they obviously do have to get fixed, but the manufacturer is not going to pay for that part of the recall. I guess you've heard of that before, eh? That, that's kind of an interesting one, Alan. I, I've, I've heard a part of that, but the way you explained it actually makes a lot more sense uh, to, you know, to the problem. But we, we know of issues like that on uh, other vehicles, other types of uh, parts, like whether it's, it's sensors or control arms. Um, like it, and I think I've mentioned this before. But basically, every vehicle manufacturer, if you look at the 26 kind of northeastern states in the U.S., have had some form of a corrosion recall that relates to uh, components on the chassis of a vehicle in the last five years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had a customer who asked me, again, you know, read me a letter. It was from Honda Canada to look at control arm supports. And, and, and with her, she loved her vehicle. And there, there was no way that she had planned on, you know, having to take it off the road or, or, or trading it in. Um, and so she brought it to us. She says, I got the letter. Should I be concerned? And I said, of course. And we, we, we did a quick, you know, looky, look-see. And, and everything did look fine. But she said, but what if it was badly rusted? What would happen to me? Um, she'd be between a rock and a hard place. So even mm-hmm. when you maybe don't know that how long you want to keep your car, we, we've seen this a lot lately, of course, because now because there's shortages, people have had to keep their cars longer, or your, your, your circumstances change and you just don't have the money to buy a new one. So it's, for the cost of rust-proofing a car, oh, my God, it, it, it's going to pay you back. I mean, there's no question of it. Yeah, it, 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 you're absolutely right, Alan. Interestingly, one of... Um a major municipality in southwestern Ontario actually approached us uh, about two weeks ago. And, and one of their challenges was is they haven't done a lot of, um, let's call it uh, preventative maintenance. I would say that there, due to budget constraints, has been a lot of reactive maintenance that relates to the body or corrosion protection. But their challenge is, is that they've been told from the manufacturers that they're not going to be able to get new vehicles uh, likely well into 2023-2024. Wow. And so because of that, they're now going, what can we do to try to get these to, you know, an extra few years because they're in such bad shape? Uh, and, and unfortunately, sadly, some of it, there's not much they can do unless they're going to put money into body work. In other cases, through through good cleaning and, and doing an annual rust protection treatment, they will be able to mitigate some of the damage and extend the life to get them where they are. But it, it's, it's a very common theme that we hear uh, now that vehicle supply is, you know, is, is strained. Dave? Actually, not just vehicle supply, but, but you take industrial equipment like their snow plows or, or trucks and stuff like that. They're also affected by the fact that they can't be replaced. Yeah. 
Well, that, yeah, that right. answers the question, you know, that people ask a lot of the times, you know, even though I, my car is now two or three years old and I've never had it done, can I do it? And the answer, of course, is yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know that I, I've got a Chevy HHR, which is a classic old uh, car, a 2007. So it's 14 years old. Luckily, the guy I bought it from had it crowned when it was brand new and there's not a mark on it. This car looks like absolute brand new. I I have a, no room for it. Got to get rid of it. But the problem is I don't want to. <laughs> it, it needs nothing. It's not embarrassing to drive. And it's strictly because it's been crowned. And since it's been new, that there there's no bubbles, no no rust, none of, no, no stains. It's just a nice little car. And it's only because of the fact that it was uh, is treated when it was new. Trevor, for yeah. listeners that maybe not know how much the product is worth or have not used your service before, what, what is a ballpark price? So, so actually, thank you for asking that question because right now uh, the price is one hundred and twenty nine ninety five for a car, mm-hmm. and then it goes up depending if you have a minivan, SUV, um, you know, three quarter or full size pickup. Uh, January first, twenty twenty two. Uh, we're going to be raising our prices ten dollars a vehicle. Oh my God! Ten dollars. <laughs> How can you sleep at night? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if Mister Redinger had his way, um, yeah. <laughs> not only would this have been done a long time ago, it would have been a lot more than ten dollars. I think. Um, you know, I, I got to say, like, we hear this a lot because I mean, we we see probably a million consumers a year through our shops just in Canada. And overwhelmingly, we hear a very similar sentiment to what Dave says, is that people are constantly surprised because we've had a, our company philosophy on pricing has been to try to provide as much value as we can and provide consumers with a locked-in price, which has really been one of the kind of stalwarts of our um, kind of retail offering to consumers is that if, if you started spraying your vehicle, say, in, you know, 2007, uh, you know, you would have been paying at that time $109 for the vehicle. Well, if you're still spraying it today, you're still spraying, paying $109. Wow. And, and if you had brought some coffees in, you know, they would have been like 50 cents a piece. And now they're $5. So there you go. You guys really did hold the line. Thank you very much, Trevor, for joining us. we got to run. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, David. To find your local Crown dealer, go to crown.ca, and you can find out where the closest one is to you. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be back with some exciting news about new vehicles right after this break. Well, I like to think that the COVID plague is just about over. I mean, I think we're almost at about 90% vaccination here in Ontario, which is a great thing. And that's going to allow people to join to get together again, just like the old days. Dave, take it away. Well, you know what? One of those days that we used to go was the auto show, and we used to do the town hall there. And I think on that day, they all they would get fifty or 60,000 people into those two buildings. Joining us is Dave McLean uh, from – or McLean. I don't know which is right. I never know which is right. Anyways, uh, let Dave, let's talk about the auto show. Well, first of all, Dave, it's McLean. You got it right. That's that's okay. Oh, McLean. Okay, I got it right. I won my bet. <laughs> so let's talk about the auto show. We're excited. I mean, after like so many businesses, after being shut down for a year, we're back. 
it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, a slightly different auto show this year as everything is different in terms of, you know, making sure we have proper safety protocols in place. It'll be a double vaccinated event, but we're going to be uh, working with manufacturers and, and bringing in content that we think will stimulate, excite the, the automotive enthusiasts and, and buyers in the marketplace. So it's not it's virtual, in- it's actual. It's yeah, actual. It's, actual. <laughs> it's, a, it's a physical event this year. Uh, you know, we had, if you recall, we had tried a, uh, the creation of a virtual platform last year, more to, to to take a look at introducing tools that we thought would continue in the future. It wasn't just a resolve for that one year. Uh, it was really building out a platform that we would use in future years. And that's something we're still considering moving forward uh, down the road as, a, as an augmentation to the, the physical event. Mm-hmm. allows manufacturers to reach a much greater audience across the country. But for this year, we're, we're committed to a, you know the, what we traditionally have done in the past, uh, the presentation of the auto industry and all of its diversity in the, in the north and south buildings of the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. And that's all going to happen February 18th to 27th. February eighteenth to twenty seventh. So that's a for sure, right? It's a for well, everything's you know in this world of, <laughs> uh, uncertainties. It's a for sure right now. I mean, no, it, it is. It's something we're planning towards. It's. Uh, I think we all uh, we all you know want to move forward and and uh, you know with uh, you know making the the, the personal decisions that uh, within our own control and uh, everybody's easing back into the business. Well, you know, I don't know that we have that luxury. I think that we're a once-a-year event, and uh, we've got to be loud and proud and exciting and and uh, offer real value for, you know, our attending audience in terms of uh, what they can uh, expect to experience at the event. Dave? Da- Dave, are we going to have, like, larger larger uh, stands? Like, not everybody, some manufacturers aren't coming, but yeah. most of them are. So will that mean that the you're going to rejig it, that their stands are larger and they can bring more product? Yeah, we obviously we can't control which manufacturers come and don't come. Everybody has to make their own decisions. But they're, the, the manufacturers that are in, and we're still working on that, believe it or not, um, some have decided to extend their brand experience. Uh, there's a number of unique things that are happening with the introduction of electric vehicles, more so mm-hmm. uh, this year than any other year. And uh, the, the wider array of product, electric vehicle products, whether it be plug-in hybrids or solely electric. Um, so th- there's going to be a lot more, I would say, uh, experiential content at this year's event. Yeah, I can see some new brands coming in. Uh, Rivian, for one, is starting production. Uh, you know, there's there's tons of new stuff coming, and it probably you know you're going to end up doing an electric car section, just just electric vehicles as they start coming into market. Absolutely, it's uh, it's actually you know I'll just call it right now as a project name, but EV World, where we'll have a presentation of electric vehicles and the opportunity right from the floor of the show to test drive an electric vehicle of your choice. So it's really going to be unique. You know, when you think where we are right now, I mean, there are so many questions. The industry is obviously committed to the introduction of electric vehicles. There are so many questions that people have about electric vehicles. And this is probably the first year that we're really going to uh, um, create a serious or make a serious commitment to uh, the presentation of electric vehicles, inviting all manufacturers to participate so that they can engage with consumers and answer those questions. I mean, if I asked you what's the residual of an electric vehicle after four years of a lease, what would you say? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea, right? No, I mean, there, there are many, many, many questions that, sure. that, that consumers have about this emerging market and whether you, whether you agree with electric vehicles, uh, uh, think that the, what they call ICE, the internal combustion engines, are solely the way to go. I mean, it's 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 going to create great conversation, and and I think uh, yep. consumers having the opportunity to ask these questions directly to the manufacturers is going to be an opportunity 
that is uh, that is uh, that is very very timely. Well, sure. There's lots of information that that they, they, the manufacturer wants to give forth that people just aren't aware of. You know, whether it's the cost or whether there's sanctions or or, or you know rebates from the government. Um, but it's funny how it's changing because in the past, you know, I would have thought or how it always was, there was a brand loyalty. You know, it, you know, if you were a bow tie or Chevy guy, that's the way you were. And if you were a Ford, you had, you know, blue blood. I mean, but, you, but again, now, now, it's, now it's changing, eh? It is. I mean, people are looking at relationships with the brand at three and four years at a time in many cases. I mean, you know, certainly there are manufacturers out there that are offering, you know, 84 months and, and uh, you know, on a lease of a vehicle. And we know what percentage of, of vehicles purchased today are on a, a lease platform. But, uh, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to, to change, and, and the loyalty is always something that manufacturers are hoping to, to, to lock down with, with consumers. But it's, it's a very, very difficult job with all of the, the variety of vehicles that are available in the Canadian marketplace today. Oh, you know, it reminds me, in the past, you know, Transport Canada had a, their own section where they would show the cars that got the best gas mileage, right? Exactly, yeah. Well, well now they're going to have to have an electric one. That which one goes the furthest on a kilowatt of electricity? Well, range is a big question with electric vehicles, right? And that's the number one question people will ask. They'll want to know what the range is on that electric vehicle. They'll say, what's the difference between hot and cold weather? Uh, you know, what happens? How much does it cost to replace a battery? How long does the battery last? And then, of course, as I said before, and after four years, what's the residual value of this vehicle? All right, Dave, we do have to run. Speaking of running out of juice there, what's the website? Well, go to autoshow.ca. We're expecting the tickets will be on on sale sometime early December, a little bit slower start this year, but we're going to have everything up and running and ready to buy tickets before the holiday season, and uh, we're excited about the February 18th to 27th event this year. It's going to be unlike any other. There you go. The smell of new cars can hardly wait. Thanks, Dave, for joining us. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, David. Uh, All right, we do have to run, but Dave and I will be back right after this break, and you're going to find out if your car is on the hot list or not. We'll be right back. You know, in the old days, it was a big deal to, to look at engine size. You know, did, was it a V6, a V8, uh, you know, 327, 428, 429? We, those were hot cars. But now yep. things have changed. Dave? No, no. The, the, the difference nowadays is how far can I go on a tank of gas or, or a load of, of electricity in the, in the battery being on the floor? Let's talk about the most stolen vehicles in 2020. And this comes from the Insurance Bureau of Canada. And number one is the Honda CRV. And, you know, it's interesting that when you go through the list and then you go through the list of the top selling cars in Canada, they're almost mirrored. You know, the, the, the most popular car to be purchased is also the most popular car to be stolen. Well, that could mean that also it's the most popular car in other parts of the world as well. Very true, yeah. So the top car being stolen is the Honda CRV. The second one is the Lexus RX 350 and RX 450H. And I guess H is hybrid. Correct. Right? Then there's the Honda CRV uh, 2017 edition and the 2018 Lexus 350, 350L, the whole series of the Lexus. Um, you know, they're all SUVs. <laughs> They're all from Japanese car companies. They're all yeah. SUVs. Yeah, we have to go yeah. all the way down to number five to finally come up with a domestic, which is the F-150. Top-selling truck, and it's only the 4x4 that's being swiped. So um, 
Works, works well in the desert. Actually, my wife had asked me, though. It may be a good question. She said, how come some older cars are, are more apt to be stolen than newer cars? Can you answer that because one? Because of the parts business. If, if they can't sell the car or the car has been damaged, uh, the parts are worth a fortune. Mm-hmm. So that's why. So, And the other thing is that some of these um, Middle Eastern countries, as soon as it lands, it's legal. If it made it to the, to the dock... They're not going to investigate where it came from. It's there. So it's those kind of laws. So they stick it in the container, ship it, and uh, it's gone. You're never going to see it again. So is there anything people can do to try to prevent your, your, you know, your dream car from being stolen? You know, it's funny you ask that. But there's equipment out there that will let you cut a key uh, for, for like less than $500. You just got to go on Amazon and, or, or – um, What's the one? Uh, my I buy uh, eBay, mm-hmm. and you'll find it. It's it's there. So you want to go in the car theft business? Pull up, cut a key, gun. Sorry, Don't buddy, have to break buddy, buddy, house. buddy. That was the opposite of what I asked you. I said, I know. <laughs> is there a way to, to try to keep your car? Perhaps you need a uh, what a watch cat. <laughs> Well, you know what? You could dismantle the car. You could just you know disconnect something, you know, so it won't start and you can't they won't pull it out because I don't think they want to spend a lot of time there getting it going. I, so I've, you know, disconnect I, the starter, put it into the kill switch. I, I've got an easy one. How about mm. you just organize or clean out your garage and park the park vehicle it in inside? Uh, you know, it, it's not rocket science to figure that out. And if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Well, I have a friend that he had his Jeep stolen. Mm-hmm. He had parked his, his wife's car behind it, and he thought, you know, they're never going to get this. Right. Well, they got the key, and they just drove across the lawn. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> and it was gone. So he replaced it with another one, mm-hmm. and that one got stolen, too. So, yes. uh, you know, these guys are out shopping. They know what, what, who's got what, and... Uh, they just get an order and away it goes. So well, it's, it's not an easy thing. And that's why the insurance goes up. No, exactly. The insurance company is saying, well, yeah. there's nothing we can do. We don't make the cars. We just insure the cars. And the manufacturer wants to make the car as easy as possible. Or, or you know, I mean, people like the fact that they don't have to stick the key in or even find their keys. The newer cars, actually, it, there's an app in your phone. You won't even need a key anymore. No. That's what they're saying. You just hold your phone up to the car, and it, actually, what they're what they're saying is that the phone will become part of the dashboard, and a lot of the information that the computer of the vehicle spills out will be will be on the phone. It won't be on the dash. That's right. So, and, if, and because you can buy a, a a machine that can read those radio frequencies, it's so yep. easy to clone and and copy. Um, and next thing you know, like there's no damage to these cars. You know, you ever watch the the uh, videos that they have, the, you know, someone drove up to the vehicle. They were there for, they, the, the guy went back into his car. He was there for two minutes, came back out, and bingo, the car was gone. Um, you know, not like they needed a coat hanger or a hammer like in the old no. days. Where is tradition? <laughs> All right. Where is the tradition? All right, we've got to thank our guest today, Trevor Hutchinson from Crust, from Crust, from Crown Rust. And if you need an appointment, you better call them because they're, gonna, they're busy right now. And if you're looking for a car, perhaps, go to Joey Gagne's website, Abrams Towing or AbramsAuction.com. And, of course, Dave McLean with that exciting news about the auto show. Are you looking forward to it, Dave? 
Yeah, I am. They have the. I like to see the 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 black tie night before we go to the to the event, and then uh, the show starts. And maybe we'll be there too. I'm not sure. We haven't made that decision yet. Uh, if we're going to do the town hall. All right. I want to thank Carlos for keeping the wheels on. You know, we need a technical works show. Carlos. Exactly. He's our like local mechanic here at the radio station. <laughs> Dave, drive safe. Everyone else, Thank you. don't forget the ride program is back out as our friend, Dr. Doctor, Do- Dr. Kerry Schmidt. Uh, there we go. Yeah, we get a new scraper, finally. <laughs> bye-bye, everyone. Drive safe. We'll see Good you night, next everybody. week. Keep the shiny side up and be safe. Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds? Just a minute with Dave Renninger from Dave's Corner Garage. Today we're talking with Darren Bostons from Dynamic Tire. Darren operates a massive warehouse in the northern part of the city, and they brought in a new brand called Triangle Tires. Triangle's statement is tires for life. Darren, can you explain? Absolutely, Dave. Tires for life kind of refers to the fact that we live our lives every day. We get into our cars, we drive to work, we travel, we run errands. Many of us drive to work and get into our trucks or a piece of a machine we were operating. And then a lot of us get home and we hook up to our trailer and go snowmobiling or camping. Triangle Tires has tires for all aspects of one's life. So basically tires from construction equipment to trailers. And everything in between, yes. How do we get more information? Please go to triangletire.ca. You've been listening to Just a Minute. To hear more, go to our website, davescornergarage.com. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.